0: Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me, to I guess feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life.
1: Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. Hello, it's the Irishman Running Abroad podcast with me, Jarred Regan. How the hell are you doing out there? How is your running week going? Whatever your race is, whatever you're training for, whatever your reason for getting out there and lacing up the shoes, it's not always going to feel amazing. Let's be honest, at the very start, it feels terrible until you get fit enough to start enjoying it. It doesn't matter what level you're at, you're not always going to feel the runner's high. Quite the opposite, let's be totally honest. There can be times where running can feel like a real chore that you don't need on top of the stresses of your life with kids going back to school summer holidays over shorter evenings and the strain of just keeping going that mojo you felt a few weeks ago can just dissolve all of a sudden i have felt it i've been there and i don't think that it's a thing that non-elite runners feel exclusively i'm gonna ask sonia all about that because today on the podcast we are talking about regaining your motivation to run if you're not feeling a dip right now, you're going to need this episode for when you do because just like going out the door and realizing you haven't charged your smartwatch, it's going to happen at some stage. Nobody is super motivated 100% of the time. Are there any tricks we can employ to get it back? Because anybody that claims they are super motivated 100% of the time are liars, let's be honest. Before we get going, though, a couple of quick announcements. Our next Irishman running abroad Dublin City Marathon meet-up long run will take place this Sunday in the Phoenix Park meeting at the Visitor Centre Car Park at 8.30am. These runs are all about long, slow distance chats and cake afterwards. Zero pressure to be speedy. We just are about meeting up and getting around this thing. Come on down and join us. You don't need to do the whole thing. You can just do some of it. You do half of it, whatever you feel. You join us for the end of it. There's a good mix of people of all abilities who come out to these. And you can't miss us because I'll be sporting the beautiful Irishman Running Abroad singlet, now available uh, back in stock at Ronan Wogan Sports. I'm also heading back out on tour with my new stand-up show, Your Man, heading to Brighton next week. There's a few tickets left there. Belfast, Ulster Hall, October 26th, the INEC Arena, September 22nd. You can find all of the dates for all the shows on Jigser.com, J-I-G-S-E-R.com. That's where you go. And if you'd like me to bring the show to your town or city, wherever you are, get in touch. Or if you'd like me to come to your park run or on a race and do a, a bit of an episode on that, get in touch, Podcast at gmail.com. Less than sixty days to the Dublin City Marathon. Let's get the Queen of Irish Athletics, the goat herself, Sonia O'Sullivan on the line. Talk to Joe on 1850-715-815. Sonia, you're back in Cove after Ireland's fittest family reached the penultimate leg. I mean, these are long days, right? These this is like people don't know how much goes into making this show, but it's exhausting.
0: Oh, it's never ending, (laughs) yeah. It really is. Um, I think what you see on TV is only a small, small section of what actually goes on.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I have to say it is it is like a show that's really captured the virus, people. And uh, if you want to see it, you can, of course, get it on the international RTE player. I mean, it's, so much happens in these seven days. I mean, you're back from the World Championships. We'll obviously have to recap what went on in the last few days of that. But are you in Cove for long? I'm actually just here for a few days. So, yeah,
0: just kind of come back, check in with my dad, see how he's going. And, yeah, just kind of do a bit of a tidy up here.
1: World Championships last week seemed like an eternity ago. When last we spoke, of course, uh, Kira McGeehan was... Our last item of conversation on this, you felt it was a 50-50 chance that she could get a medal. You were proven to be correct. A gutting fourth place. But you wrote in the Irish Times that fourth place can be a blessing for uh, elite athletes like her. Uh, What did you mean by that? And do you you really think that she needed another fire lit inside her? (laughs) I don't know if uh, she could be any more motivated if we're talking about motivation on the show today.
0: No, I mean, it's not really the motivation. It's just the opportunity and the chances that come your way. And you just kind of feel... If I think here, I mean, she ran as best as she could. She couldn't have done any more. She was in the perfect position. There was just three people better than her on the day. Mm. And you just kind of think, well, if you if you redid the race again, would you get the same results? And you might, or you might not. Yeah. Um, but I think... The biggest problem for Kira in that race was that Stefan Hassan was there from the Netherlands and she was after falling in the 10,000 meter final. And so she was determined against a medal of some sort. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's she she's just like, I don't know, it's hard to figure out how she is so good. Like She just can do things that other people wouldn't be able to do.
1: Like, the, yeah, we talked to Vinny briefly about this because he was there in the stadium last week uh, for that, too. And, you know, the running from the back of the group, Sonia, what is that all about? What, what is she thinking? Like, surely that can't be the best strategy. I mean,
0: you see people do it all the time. And it's a little bit like uh, overconfidence, nearly. And I think for the 1,500 metres, you do have to be a little bit closer. And you see Jack of Inga Brisson do it all the time. He mm. can get away with it on, in certain races. Um, but then when it comes to the championship, when you have all the best people, and they're all trying to be in the best position. Then it's you can't really give people an edge and expect that you're going to come over the top of them mm-hmm. at the end. And I think mm-hmm. That's what happened with Sifan. I mean, in a way, she was you know lucky to get away with the bronze medal, and there's you know face Kibayagam is just on another level altogether. And when you when you look at Sifan Hassan, you there's like so many different races you're looking at that you get, they can all get confusing. But she was able to match. Faith in the 5,000 meters, stride for stride. She just couldn't quite get ahead of her. Yeah. And yeah. finished with the 56 second now step. So you have to think there was a slight chance she could have maybe got the edge of her in the 1500 meters if she had been a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, it's, it's just small margins, small. I think with Kira's race, you know, it was like a second and a half between second place and Fourth so it's so so close.
1: Crazy, crazy, and Jakob uh, failed, of course. Jakob Ingebrigtsen failed in the fifteen hundred meters to do what he hoped to do. Claims he had a virus, uh, but that didn't stop him in the five thousand. Did it? I mean, there's certainly he splits he splits opinion. This lad, Sonia, he's he's kind of the Conor McGregor of uh, <laughs> athletics in some ways. That people either love him or just the. Confidence rubs people the wrong way, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I think people like, they don't like when the same person wins all the time. Mm. I think. And so if there's someone there to beat them and the, the winning person or the dominant person gives people a reason to want someone else to beat them, I think it all started when Jakob, I think it was in the, it was either the heat or the semi-final, he came around the bend and he was waving his hand in the air like, this is so easy. I've got this. Um and I kind of think when you see someone doing that, like you wouldn't be doing that if you had a virus or if you were feeling a little bit sick. How? No. Like, did it really change that much in 24 hours?
1: Hard And to then picture. he was able
0: to come back and run the 5,000 meter, heat the next day and get into the final and, and win the 5,000 meters. So, I don't know. I'd say.
1: <laughs> yeah. And is that the chat among the, the community that's like you just got beat, Jacob. You got to take it on the chin. Josh Kerr got the best of you, just like um, Jake Whiteman did the last time.
0: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really seem to have the respect towards the athletes who ever beat him. No, it's like you know, it's more like they were lucky. Yeah, yeah. Then he then he was unlucky.
1: Yeah, there's a bit of the Serena Williams there. We're leaving out Rashid Adelecki, which was the race that we didn't uh, get to talk about. Obviously, we had no opportunity, but. Uh, Definitely looked like she was tired in that in that final. Am I wrong in saying that? she? Yeah,
0: I think Rashida, she actually looked tired in the semi-final. And you were wondering, you know, did she start slow because she was trying to save energy for the final? Or was that just how she had planned to run a race and then it didn't quite work out or look as good as you would expect her to look? Yeah. So... There was a, there was always a question mark going in, how she was going to go on the final and how she was going to feel about that. And I think, you know, she wasn't available to run any of the relay teams. So you have to think, if she didn't want to run any of the relays, that she must have been trying really hard to save her energy to be get the best possible results in the 400 meters individual race. Um, you know, you look at athletes it's like Temp Gabol and, you know, whenever there's a 400 meter race she turns up Yeah, she doesn't dare <laughs> <And> rest doesn't <laughs> come into the equation for her at all. and you know I think if Rashida can get to that level then she'll be a bit more durable but at the moment she's a little bit vulnerable and a lot of it is probably down to you know she's got a lot on her plate this year she's had her whole big college season her whole life has changed because she's decided to forgo her college eligibility and now she's in the professional world and you know when you're in the professional world then you you're a professional athlete so you have to run these races and um yeah it'll be all different for her next year because she'll be able to plan out her race plan a bit more specifically a bit more individually towards what she needs to do rather than having to do a lot of relays but you also need to get the balance right there because you Know sometimes running a lot of races gets you fit, uh, it gets you good, and um, so you need to find those races to replace the college races that you won't be doing. But she is right, you know, she's right in the picture, she's in the final, she's fourth place in the final, so yeah, there's um, huge opportunities for her as well. And she's like, you know, so young, just 20 years old, 21 now, I think, um, this week, yeah. Um, so you know, once you're confident that you can get into a final then there's lots of areas that you can work on to get the best result you can. Then you're not worried about getting into the final or going through the rounds because you feel like you can do that easily enough. So you're not not really you're not being stressed to go through those rounds that some other people would be. And she may have been a little bit more stressed about that this year. um, That you would think if she can do that in a year where you know, she has a lot going on um, in a quieter year. And even though it is the Olympic year, then she should be able to, you know, easily navigate the rounds into the final. And then really that's where she's going to run for best rates.
1: You know, it's so fantastic about this challenge, just with seeing it take the imagination of the Irish public again, living back in Ireland now and commuting back and forth for shows all over the place. Uh, I just got a, a sense of 19, ni- mid nineties here. Uh, where people were talking about it. Uh, I, I certainly, that was my takeaway. What was your takeaway from those championships?
0: Yeah, no, I definitely had, you know, on coming back to Ireland straight from Budapest on, where did I come back on Sunday night? And I was lucky I came back Sunday night because on Monday, a lot of people got stuck in Budapest. Exactly. Yeah. some, some flight issues over there, but it was amazing. Everybody I met and you know, the people I've been around the last couple of days. You know, everyone is talking about the World Championship Athletics and, you know, I think a lot of people connected with it, a lot of their kids and families connected with it. And it really just shows you the connection there is with athletics and, and everybody. It's just such an easy sport to enjoy and to connect with. And it probably helps that, you know, we did have a number of Irish athletes who were doing really well, you know getting out of their heats, running personal events, you know, just running really positive races and, you know, showing, you know, that Ireland's Irish athletes belong on the world stage. And, you know, it just shows you that with persistence and consistency that athletes can improve and they can compete and they can get to a level that, you know, for a long time we haven't been at in hmm. you know, in the big picture with a lot of athletes.
1: Well, before we talk about it, anything else on you, it is less than 60 days to the Dublin Marathon. The sense I'm getting from those that I talk to is that there can be a certain feeling of what have I got myself into? And you can call that a lack of motivation or a loss of motivation, but certainly it's a wavering in your determined line, I'm going to do this. Today on the show, we're obviously talking about how to regain motivation. But do you, do you know that sense that I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it does actually happen. And sometimes people, they sign up for the marathon and, you know, you can be so enthusiastic about getting the training done that, you know, you, you get really fit and you're nearly ready to run the marathon too early. And then you have to dial it back in and, you know, refocus and reset and, you know, nearly have it, maybe that's where you can run a race. Mm. a test rate, whether it's a 10 mile or a half marathon and you kind of reset the training levels that you're at and um, you need to re-motivate yourself in a way um, and it, sometimes it can be at this time of the year as well it's yes. a very strange time of year like it's the end of summer the kids are going back to school. It, there's a lot of change going on in people's lives you know yeah. they get They're maybe a little bit more busy with all the school activities. Evening's getting shorter. The evenings are getting shorter. The weather is changing. (laughs) Yeah. So I think at that stage, you really have to take advantage of every nice day that you have. You know, you just have to enjoy it and just get out there and, you know, appreciate all the good days. And then, you know, you kind of get through the bad days because there will be some, you know, not so good training days between now and the Dublin Marathon. I mean, you know, September, October, it can be great, but there'll also be some tough days in there. Um, but you just have to keep reminding yourself of what you're doing. And, and if, if you do feel like you're getting a bit tired and unmotivated, then, you know, take a little bit of a rest or a, a time out. you know, and set back, there's still a long way to go.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. That motivation in the broader sense is a sign of something else, isn't it? Your loss of it or your uh, uh, surplus of it, it reflects another thing. Like it doesn't stand alone. It's affected by all of the things that you mentioned, all these other aspects of the light, the plane plane spinning that you're doing uh, or why you're doing it. Uh, you mentioned in the lead up to the London Marathon that this is why uh, getting signed up to a charity is such a good idea because it becomes less about you now, it's not a selfish act. It's you're doing something good for a wider cause. But have you at any point felt a loss of motivation yourself throughout your career and wider life? Uh, you certainly uh, detailed in your book moments where you were questioning everything, would you regard that as a loss of motivation and how did you move through those periods where you were wondering, well, am I doing this right? Am I, uh, am I, am I going the way I want to go?
0: Um, I, I think like the greatest time when I would have lack of motivation was getting toward the end of the season. So you'd be through a championship. And then there was always a few races at the end of the season and you always found that you were kind of hanging on, you know, to get to the end of the season. And you were already thinking ahead to the following year and how you could be better. So you nearly wanted to end one season so you could start preparing, getting yourself back on track for the next season. Yeah. Uh, So you had to weigh up, okay, the, why am I racing right now? And some of it was probably, you know, just for... I suppose, because you're a professional athlete and you've got to earn some money. Yeah, and this is the job. You've, com- you've, you've committed to these races and, you know, you. I think we, it wasn't the Diamond League final back then, it was the, the Grand Prix final and, you know, your season was ending, but you were leading to, you know, the, I suppose, the big payday at the end of it, that, you know, you have to have that as well as the big championship um, to survive and to, to get you through the winter. Um, and... You just have, I just think I used to have to remind myself that as soon as you stop, then, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a big bit of space in here that you're going to have to fill before you're going to start back training again, before you're going to start back racing again. And as much as you're craving a rest and just, you know, sitting back and taking yourself out of the routine and the structure of everything, then. You also know that when you put yourself into that situation that you're going to get on fit, and you're going to fall off the wagon and then you're going to have to get yourself back up again. Mm. So it's, there was a lot of kind of conflicting emotions going on that he didn't really have any control of because he was getting to the end of a really long season and just the travel and, you know, it just all starts to wear on people after a while. Yeah. It just actually amaze me now that athletes seem to be more motivated for a longer amount of time. I mean, I know there's athletes at the moment, there's a few more diamond leagues coming up, there's a few more smaller meets around Europe, um, that athletes are running and, you know, you will see athletes drop off as these meets go on, And I'm actually be interested because Sophie is going to run a few more races before she heads back to college in America and you know you kind of sense that they're still excited about these races and you have to train still between the races to make sure that you're ready to race and um, but they're also on the countdown to a little bit of a holiday and a break so it's to get that balance right and to get the the reason why you're running the race is the thing that keeps you motivated and like nothing will give you the high of running in a championship and you know what how that can make you live to a much higher level. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm really curious to see how Queen deals with the next few races because the reason she was running them initially was to try and get the qualifying time for the Olympics next year, but she's got that already now. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what's her reason? I mean, she said she wants to try and win a race, but some of these races are pretty tough. So um, I guess my, it will primarily be for a little bit of race practice. Um, there's a queue of the Melbourne Track Club athletes still around, and she's enjoying spending time with them.
1: They're actually still in Budapest, believe it or not. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I saw some of the uh, Instagram posts. It's like clearly loving life over there. Uh,
0: yeah. So they they moved into an Airbnb, which the big benefit of that is that they actually get to do a bit of washing. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then that a is a lot of stinky you know, that,
1: kit. Yeah.
0: That's a, that's a bit like a reset, you know, because that, can happen for a lot of people too is that you come back home and you have a week or so at home and you get into a normal routine back to your regular training setup and it is a bit of a reset and restart again. So different athletes have different ways of doing it. Um, I suppose the athletes who are over here from Australia and America don't have the flexibility of that because it's such a long way to go to get home. Yeah. And they're the ones that are more likely to you know, run one race
1: and it doesn't go well. So they go home. It's so interesting that you mentioned the, the reason, right? The, as the old cliche goes, if you find a big enough why you'll find a how. It's interesting that, uh, you, you know, you yourself and Sophie are going, well, what's the reason for doing this? And I think that that is at the center of for us normals, uh, where the motivation fades or dissolves. And it can kind of happen like, oh, I thought I had my wallet in my pocket. You turn around one morning and you go, oh, what? why am I, What? what's this for? And it is that question of, well, am I really going for another easy 12 to start the week when I've got all of this stuff on my plate, when it actually doesn't make a load of sense in the context of my schedule? why of of what you're doing uh, how do you get that back if you're just somebody who isn't looking at championships on you is uh, is there do you know of any hacks that you give people do you, what do you say to your own athletes when when you can feel that sense of well what's this for
0: I think the easiest way to do it is to meet somebody for a run and then you you kind of don't overthink things. You quickly forget the questions in your head when you meet up with somebody and you have that common bond of going yeah. for a run. And then you realize, oh, this is not that big of a deal, really. Yeah. Um, going for a run and we're both enjoying this and it's great. But I think when you go by yourself a lot of the time, that's when you can question things and that's when things can become a bit more difficult. And um, but, As soon as you meet up with people, then you just lose that kind of layer of vulnerability that you're worried about or distressed, And it's all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is why I do it. Because I get to do this with people who also enjoy it. And you run along together and you kind of somehow find the pace that fits for both of you.
1: So that's what that's definitely going to work. That's definitely going to help, right? People going when they're too in their own head to get out of it. Go meet a friend, meet the club, join up, or come on the Irishman Running Abroad long run this Sunday. As I said at the start of the show, all ranges of runners at one of these meetups. And sometimes that's that's the most helpful thing, is seeing someone else's journey and realising that it's not just you. The chats that happen on the long runs that I've had, certainly in there in the Phoenix Park, have reminded me that others are doing the exact same as you so kind of your advice is to get into the community and get out of your head speaking of which i want to give a shout out to club member ian o'brien who got in touch about Carrigaline athletics clubs next run the uh, run the line be held this saturday the 2nd of september 2023 to support their club member philippa and her family after the tragic loss of andre Uh, They invite you to come and run with them as a sign of support and solidarity. Andre was involved in fundraising for um, the Educate Together National School uh, and Parents Association, and we'd like to help by adding a contribution on his behalf. Any donations given on the day would be greatly received. That is at starts at the Lulis car park at Crosshaven road at 8 30 a.m just to remind you again that's saturday the 2nd of september the run the line event for Carrigaline athletics club let's go through a couple of the ones that uh, i've stumbled across on the internet this week so one of them was just self-compassion actually practicing a little bit of a hey, go easy stop beating yourself up stop going where is my motivation and just be a little kinder to yourself where do you stand on that
0: yeah i mean i think we all have this level of expectation that we want to have the best the best result or the best run ever and when we go out the door and we don't feel so good that we kind of beat ourselves up about it and you know you're looking at your watch you're thinking i i I need to go faster than this Hmm. whereas i think that's when you need to cast aside the watch and say, no, I'm going to do this run here because I actually enjoy running and I just want to feel good. And I, I think I might end up doing a run like that myself this evening. Um, you know, it's one of those days where you just don't feel like getting up and running out the door straight away. Yeah. But you know, if you go for an easy run later on, that you'll feel better for it. Um, but you really do have to lower the expectations and... You know, I mean, if you're by yourself, then you just have to set yourself off nice and easy and maybe listen to a podcast or, you know, just take yourself away from, you know, the, the purpose or the reason of the runner, you know, that you want to actually get something out of it. This is actually just an enjoyable run.
1: Yeah. And, and, and you
0: feel better after. So it's one of those things where you, you may not feel the best going out the door. You might not be looking forward to it, but... You know that when you come back in, you're going to be so glad that you did it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's this is on the micro level. Now we're getting down to like the big we talked about the big picture and the why and the overall wide lens view. But for some people, the actual motivation is in the in the actually putting on the shoes, that there can be a dread, can't there? I know that there's listeners going nodding now going yeah it's actually putting on the gear and going through that first kilometer of sludge where your body is gone oh god I'd, love, I'd rather be in bed right now as you say the weather's changing is there a way I the past you've talked about having the kit laid out beforehand getting it or even just getting it on in the morning, so that it's not such of a wrench to get into it and out. Um, is there is there any other thing that you can do to overcome that micro level motivational issue of just getting out the door and going?
0: Um, well, I I think you know you do have to refocus your training.
1: So that's where we leave it for this week. If you're listening on one of the free platforms like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, this is the free version, the first half of our conversation with Sonia. And as you can hear, we're about to get into the real juicy stuff when you can't get motivated to get out the actual door and put the gear on and go running, which is a problem for everybody that everybody's going to face at some point. Sonia has some really superb advice on this and how to prevent that from happening or to know what to do when it does happen. We also dig a little bit deeper into her own experience of coming back after having a baby and of course going to the Olympics and winning a silver medal. Uh, She knows better than anybody how tricky that can be and the motivational challenges that she faced at that time. This is a real insight into a champion and how she got through a loss of motivation or a change in motivation after the birth of her first child we also talk about Josh Kerr and how he defeated Jakob Ingo Britson using one very significant change to his training. Sonia listened to a conversation that he had this week around that thing. You're going to want to hear this. It's really superb stuff. It's all available over on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad for the price of a pint. Each month you'll get access to all our full-size episodes and our full back catalog from the last 10 years.
0: One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise-wise.
1: Imagine you know a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's gonna make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress.